You're tuned in to the Lone Star Lowdown, your favorite sports podcast where we're talking professional, college, and fantasy sports with your host, Ty Henderson, Shay Holt, and Corey Guidry. And we're back with the Lone Star Lowdown. This is Shay Holt, joined by Ty Henderson. Corey Guidry will be here promptly. And today is January 25th, 2023. On the docket for today... Um, breaking down all the action from the divisional round of the NFL playoffs this past weekend, as well as some Longhorn basketball news updates, look back, look forward. Um, and, of course, we're going to talk about the conference championships and the NFL as well. Um, this is the Lone Star Lowdown. Uh, as I'm sure all of our loyal listeners have already um, taken it upon themselves to Go in and check out our Instagram at the Lone Star Lowdown, Twitter handle at Lone Star LD, uh, seen our TikTok page, the Lone Star Lowdown, and gone on YouTube and checked out all of our video content. Now that y'all have uh, you know been busy checking that stuff out, let's dive on in to um, we're gonna do the AFC this week. Start off. We're gonna save the Cowboys and all that news cool. for a little bit. Man, let's just break down. Uh, let's start with the Bills Bengals. Man, the Bills just did not look good against the Bengals. Playing at home, they lost twenty-seven to ten. Never really could get that offense moving. A lack of a run game and just it was in the snow. You know, Demar Hamlin supposedly was at that game. And, um, you know, uh, we'll have to hear more about that situation at the end of the show. Hearts were heavy, but the Bengals were just, were just the better team. And, you know, it it sucks that they couldn't finish that game earlier in the year because we might have seen this once before and the Bills might have been able to come up with a bit better of a game plan. We, we saw both of these teams struggle last week against their respective divisional rival in a wild card weekend. But each team got the win, and the Bengals just look like the superior team, man, running the ball Physi- very well. Physically outmatched the Bills were uh, in this game. I mean, that's from the start of the game, you could tell it was going to be a long day for Buffalo. At least if, defensively and offensively, they were, I mean, it, it looks like they didn't want to be there. Well, they got after Josh Allen, and they really limited the big play. Um, you know, forced long, methodical drives that... You know the Bills' offense just really isn't set up to uh, to keep to keep going. Um, they need to move the ball down the field quickly, um, and they feed off the big play, and they just couldn't get it to go. And Josh Allen was hurried all day. We thought that Joe Burrow, um, you know, would would be in duress, missing three offensive linemen, but not really. And um, Josh Allen, you know, he. It didn't. It didn't look like the weather. Sorry to interrupt you, but it didn't look like the weather affected the Bengals at all offensively. You know, like it even worked to their advantage. They came out throwing the ball. You know, they they were, you know, in these snow games, a lot of the times you don't see teams uh, w- that are willing to just throw through it. You know, it wasn't like the snow ha- had already settled by the time the game started. Like it was, it was snowing, and they went down the field, scored. Jamar Chase scored the first touchdown. Um, he had another, at least one, he had one other, right? He had one that was called back, that uh, back of the end zone, fumbled it yeah. around. Yeah. Um, couldn't really, you know, couldn't bring it in. Uh, 
But yeah, no, they they got off start. I think they were up maybe seventeen seven at one point. Um, and it you know it just seemed like the Buffalo could never really get themselves going. Um, Josh Allen just too many mistakes. You know what? He, how many? He had two interceptions. Uh, I'm not sure how I, many. I think he had two. I'm, um, I'll get the box score up here so we know what we're talking about but a little he, more. I mean, and they've you know the the running game has looked a little bit better this year with the addition of James Cook out of out of Georgia. You know, Dalvin's brother, but he's not. I think we, we pose the question of what does this Bills team need to get over this hump? You know, they've regressed from last year. They were in the conference championship last year. Um, I, I I think it's a solid playmaker at the running back, running back position. And that's not somewhat something that you should go out in free agency and try to go after. You don't go after like a Tony Pollard kind of guy. That's something you have to get right in the draft. And they they tried to address that with James Cook, but I, in my opinion, he's just another Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, who they traded this year. It's a, a middle of the road guy that can get you through games, but isn't good enough to take any pressure off Josh Allen when they need to establish some uh, physical running style in games like this, like a snow playoff game. You need to be able to run the ball, and they couldn't effectively. They couldn't make. They can't bust out big plays. They haven't been able to the last few years. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, relying on Josh Allen to be the focal point of your offensive run game, uh, when you can spy the quarterback and get after him, and not allow him to be elusive like that, uh, it just doesn't work. And um, at this point in the season, that there's a reason why a dual threat quarterback has never really. I mean, who's who? Who's the most well-known dual threat, you know, guy that you expect to run like 50% of the time to, to win a Super Bowl or even to make a Super Bowl? Oh, uh, Cam, well, Cam Newton, and it didn't work out. And, um, you know, as far as just a really mobile guy, uh, you know, like uh, Russell Wilson at that point in his career was a lot more mobile, like but Steve he still Young. wasn't a run first. Yeah, Steve Young, uh, another mobile guy. Well, my point, on that, well. my point on that is that, you know, if you're relying on your quarterback to be – that much of a part of your run game, they're going to be worn down by the time the playoffs come around. And oh. Josh Allen was hurt this year. He talked about after the game how his elbow affected him pretty severely for the first few weeks after that injury occurred. I'm sure he never really got got back to where he wanted to be. And I, I don't think running the ball 10 times a game helped that at all. Well, but I needed him to. Exactly. And, I mean, uh, by the way, he only had one interception. But... He was the leading uh, ball carrier. He rushed the ball eight times for 26 yards. And what was running back-wise, who had the most carries? Uh, he did. Uh, no, Devin, I mean running back. Like oh, Devin Singletary had six for 24. See, that's just that's inexcusable. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, that's 11 total touches to your running backs um, in, in the, well, rushing attempts. They might have caught some balls. Uh, yeah, it uh, looks like Neheim Hines and Devin Singletary had a few receptions between them. But yeah, um, I mean that's the same issue the the Bucks had this year, and I've had in recent years is just being one two dimensional or one <laughs> being too one dimensional and relying on your quarterback to make plays when defenses at this point in the year know exactly what you're going to do, and you need you need a guy that you can hand the ball off to on a twelve play drive five times seven times that's going to chew up some clock and just wear down defenses. Well. I thought that uh, they were big losers in the um, Christian McCaffrey sweepstakes. I felt like, uh, he, you know, had they been able to secure him uh, instead of the 49ers, it would have taken their offense to the next level. Because I've heard a lot of people, and I kind of agree, uh, talk about 
Buffalo having not had the offensive weapons that the teams that moved on have. Like just like Stephon Diggs, he made the second team All Pro list. Yeah, um, you know, and he's a great receiver. Uh, I've always thought maybe a little bit overhyped, but he does produce the catches and, and the touchdowns to be considered in one of you know, if not the highest, the second highest echelon of NFL wide receiver. Um, but you know, Gabriel Davis was a fucking scrub until he caught four touchdowns in the AF in the um, well, he was a rookie round, rookie last year, right? I'm not right, sure. It's, it's his. He's but he very was just, new to the league. I, yeah, I get, like, I get you. Like in my mind, Isaiah McKenzie, who's like the third best receiver on Buffalo. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yeah, is like is like not any better or worse than Gabriel. I mean, Davis. they had to sign Cole Beasley in the last two weeks of the season, and he was getting major snaps, getting the ball thrown to him a lot. I'd like and to see Shakir. Like, well, he's a rookie. He got more involved toward the end of the year uh, out of Boise State. I'm gonna proud owner of a few. Uh, rookie card autographs of his so I'm hoping he does well in the future but it's I yeah I agree with you you know they don't have the weapons that San Francisco did even before they traded for McCaffrey and a George Kittle uh Debo Samuel um even the running backs that like Elijah Mitchell is better than any running back Buffalo has yeah and uh you know um Dawson Knox, for instance, he led the team with five receptions for 65 yards you know he's a decent tight end but He's on. He's nowhere near the level of the good tight ends in the NFL. Yeah, no, and uh, like I, he, I think he's on the same level as like a Dalton Schultz. I think Dalton Schultz might be better. But yeah, I think Dalton Schultz is probably a little bit better. But the, these are guys that are on the you know fringe. Like I'm, I know Dalton Schultz's contract is up this year. I'm, I'm sure Dawson Knox is may, maybe has another year left before his is though. And these are guys that are going to be expecting like big time tight end money. And in all reality, there's probably what three tight ends in the NFL that deserve to be paid like a wide receiver. Well, yeah, there's Travis Kelsey and there's George Kittle, Mark Andrews. And yeah, Mark yeah, Andrews. Yeah, is the only other... down year because there was no Lamar for most yeah. of the season. Those he are the only well. guys producing um, like more so than just any good quarterback with a tight end should. Yeah. Like a like, tight end well, should catch the ball. Dalton Schultz has so many touchdowns and so many receptions is because Dak literally just l- has always leaned on his tight ends. Even when he had Jason Witten there. Blake Jarwin, he's a guy that we saw get a big contract, never panned out, mostly because of injury. But it, I just, I'd start to go off on a tangent here. But uh, Dawson Knox, decent tight end, don't pay him. And then when it comes to receivers, yeah, Gabriel Davis, really, he's on. He's should he would be a number three, probably what on a on a real contender. He'd be, he'd be the Jennings for the 49ers if he was on the 49ers. Yeah. Okay. Lure Shaw Jennings. I like it. But the, the Chiefs don't really have as many. But beyond Kelsey, they don't have as many. I, they have about the same amount of weapons as Buffalo, I would say. They just use them better. Yeah, they just have a more dynamic backfield. Uh, is it safe to say that Mahomes is the pick over Josh Allen now? You know, if you had to pick a or start a franchise today, we've had this conversation a few times. In well, I past. mean, I you know, uh, I know we had a, a, a reel earlier in the year that yeah. – uh, some of our listeners might have seen where, you know, I talked about how I thought Josh Allen might be playing at a higher level. It might be the superior all-around football playing, you know, athlete. And that had a lot to do with his ability to uh, run the ball. Um, and I think that, you know, if you put, like, Josh Allen on a team that, you know, could protect him and was, you know, laden with weapons like a 49ers team, it might be unstoppable. Oh, that if um, he was on the 49ers, yeah, that team would win every single game. I have no doubt in my mind. 
but you know, and a lot of what I talked about in that in that little short was that um, you know, Mahomes had the head start. Mahomes was put onto a AFC conference, you know, title game team, like a team that was already competing uh, for the Super Bowl. And Josh Allen was a top pick and had, you know, they had they've had to build around him. Yeah. Um, so, you fair. know, it's really hard. to. But at this point, what it's been well, at this point, Mahomes is just the best passing quarterback. And I don't care how many uh, quarterbacks that can run the ball come into the league uh, until uh, somebody, you know, until like the ability to run the ball and just throw the ball really good uh, can knock off being able to throw the ball excellently. I just am not buying totally into it. But uh, I, I still don't know that I've ever seen an athlete uh, in the NFL that can throw as well as as uh, Josh Allen. He might be the best yeah. running quarterback ever as far as his ability to quarterback. So to wrap up this game, uh, and we really haven't even – talked about the Bengals enough I don't think but just to, to wrap up the Bills talk what do you want to see from them this offseason to to you know take the next step get it get, at least get to a Super Bowl well I definitely think yeah um getting a running back in the draft or um a secondary receiver I'm not sure who's going to be available I haven't even previewed free agency maybe some pass rush yeah pass upgrades. rush and they really uh, Von you know, Miller going their, down they really hung their hat on that I'm not sure if it would have made all the difference in the world I know he is a game changer but uh yeah just, just keeping the team together and um just just changing the offense to where they they have more confidence running the ball on first down throwing the ball on first down I just I hate to see any team do the te- it. Texas did that too much this year. Exactly. And just because they, th- you know, just because you have a guy that has a great arm and can make a great big time play down the field, doesn't mean that you need to do it on first down or you know more than a few times a game. Yeah. Because it becomes more effective when because now they're expecting that every time, and when they expect it, those kind of plays don't work, unless your guy goes up and makes a ridiculous play, which the it has worked in the past for them, you know. We've seen that, but in the playoffs, when defense is really tightened up, especially the Bengals, who in the past two seasons are at uh, only allowing 19.4 points a game to opponents, and I don't understand why their DC isn't at least getting interviews for head coaching jobs. You you have to know you can't go in with the same game plan that you've gone into games for the past two years. Yeah, I um, I agree with you, and ultimately. To wrap it up, I think if Buffalo comes back next year, assuming the same recipe that's led now to three postseason disappointments, is just going to magically, you know, work itself out and get to the Super Bowl and win you, it. Yeah, you can't count count on Josh Allen getting anybody better than he already is. He's already an elite player, an elite athlete. Like you need to sure up some things around him. Uh, all the positions you stated, I agree with you. Uh, for the Bengals, you know they're moving on this week. Uh, a lot of that talk last week about the NFL selling tickets to Atlanta or for the game that was could take place in Atlanta between the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, I think that really inspired this Bengals team. You know, Joe Burrow at this point, he's just a he's a dog. He's a winner. Um, he, you sh- that guy's an underdog. I've seen it play out multiple times in the past few, few seasons and, and this year where it, it, it kind of pisses him off to be, you know, an afterthought in a game, to not be the um the main storyline and i think that's a that's a trend that we've seen since his time you know at ohio state and him going to lsu and winning the national championship but um yeah i the Bengals 
to go back to weapons, have far more weapons on offense than the Bills. We can agree on that, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, a guy like Joe Mixon at the running back position right there. Even Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, P. Ryan uh, outgained everybody on, on the ground um, from on the Bills. Yeah, he had 31 yards, and that's not a lot, but that's a higher clip than that's, that's more than four yards of carry. Uh, How many times did they run him? Uh, I believe seven. Yeah, so more than any other running. Like the Bengals' backup running, I realize they had a lead. And they're probably going to run the ball more times, but the fact that the Bengals backup running back had more carries and yards than any of the Bills running backs tells a bit of the story. Most definitely. All right, let's move on to the Chiefs uh, and the Jaguars. The Kansas City knocked off uh, Jacksonville twenty-seven twenty in Kansas City. Um, you know, it felt like uh, they had control of this game. The big story is going to be the Patrick Mahomes injury. Uh, that's that's obviously concerning going into next week. But uh, they brought in Chad Henney for at least a series, maybe a little longer than that. He, he did scored. all right. And, um, you know, they just kept the ship sailing. Um, they were up, uh, what is it, 17-10 at the half. Uh, hey, let's know, just, hey, let's, uh, Corey just showed up, guys. We're going to take a quick pause, and we'll pick up this conversation in a second. All right, and we're back talking to little Chiefs. Sorry, um, Corey has sat down. What did you what did, what did you like about this game? The Chiefs game? Yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes went down. Yeah. Chad Henney came in, scored. Is um, Patrick Mahomes a system quarterback? Shut up. Yeah, no, 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 I don't believe that. No, I mean, you know, it was a good game. I thought, um, you know, I think for the Jaguars, you, you're looking to the Ford, the future, very optimistic with your young quarterback, your coach, and the weapons that you have. But, um, you know, I picked Chiefs to come out of the AFC. Patrick Mahomes coming up limp with a high ankle sprain. I'm definitely worried about that pick because uh, Joe Burrow just seems to have his number, doesn't he? Uh, Last three times they played, Burrow's yeah. come out on top. But, I mean, what can you say about Patrick Mahomes' five straight AFC championship game appearances? I believe they were all at home, all in Arrowhead. Yeah, and a, a stat that I, you know, noticed this week from a betting perspective was Patrick Mahomes is undefeated as an underdog at home. In yeah. his career. Which no. this line opened at, I think, uh, Chiefs by three. And when I checked it this morning. Uh, Bengals two and a half. Bengals by one. But it might have might even have moved it two and a half. I've wow. seen it. I mean, it's it's been going up and down a lot. I'm sure there's a lot of money going into this game. But the, for the Chiefs to be underdogs at home, even with my homes injured, is surprising to me. Oh, most definitely. And he says he's ready to play. Um, you know, ultimately, we'll, uh, we'll preview the Bengals Chiefs here in just a second. Um Jaguars, I think they were a little ahead of schedule getting the divisional round of the playoffs. I think they were just happy to be there. Obviously, they had the huge comeback against the Chargers. Uh, and, you know, this was a 10-point game in the fourth quarter. I know they trimmed it to seven, but I didn't ever really feel like the Jaguars, uh, once Patrick Mahomes came back on the field, had a chance in this one. It just didn't feel like it to me. Um, you know, I know it was a seven-point game at the half, but it was 10 for most of the, most of the second half. And um, The Chiefs didn't cover. No, it was seven and a half, something like that. Nine. It was eight and a half, nine. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a that's a huge line. So, you know, I don't, I, I know, I don't, I don't like betting on those, even though I don't really bet on sports. But um, it's all yeah. hypotheticals on the show. Show exactly. The Jaguars a little ahead of schedule um, going forward. I think that they don't need to do anything drastic. Um, add some, you know. Add through the draft, develop the talent they have. Everybody should still get better. Got Calvin Ridley coming in. So. Exactly. A huge receiver. Uh, and just 
yeah, uh, Lawrence should only get um, tighter, and I would expect to see them. You know, you gotta you gotta assume that they'll be on top of this division going forward, unless the Titans can, you know, get like Aaron Rodgers or something. Yeah, make some sort of. Which I don't know move. why Aaron. We don't have to talk about that, but I do not see Aaron Rodgers going to Tennessee. That kind of seems like even a downgrade from what he has in Green Bay right now. Well, anyway, he'll be yeah. in Green Bay next year, boys. That's my pick. Yeah, probably so. Some smart money. Um, but anyway, unless y'all have anything else to say on the Jags, uh, it has been interesting watching him this season. Um, uh, yeah, I mean they had a what they had to win six straight games to even get into the playoffs. The definitely had the most exciting game of the wild card round, in my opinion. Um, Trevor Lawrence, uh, it looks like he almost this season was his rookie year, and you can just throw out the Urban Meyer year. It kind of screwed him up in his development a little bit, and you saw him really show why he was one of the most highly touted uh, quarterbacks since Andrew Luck coming out of the draft um, and what he can do with a, you know, a bona fide head coach and good offensive mind and Doug Peterson. Yeah, I would just say, you know, when you're seeing these young QBs come into the league, um, the the, um, surroundings you're coming into does matter. Obviously, a guy like Pat Mahomes walks in with Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I'm not denying that he would have been good anywhere he went, but it, that certainly helps. So before you want to write off a quarterback after his first year, and even you saw how Justin Fields played better this year, I'm not saying he's as good of a player as Trevor Lawrence is going to be, but you know, don't keep in mind that uh, fit and players and coaching staff definitely matters in the NFL. Most definitely. I know there's going to be a lot of good quarterback play in the AFC for years to come. Yes, and not so much in the AFC, but we'll see how that the draft goes this year. A lot of NFC teams at the top of the draft. Um, Y'all want to move on to previewing this AFC matchup? Yeah. Um, you know, the uh, Jaguars – not the Jaguars, I'm sorry. The uh, Bengals are headed – different cat – are headed to Kansas City. Uh, you know, that line, I guess we can't really trust it. I saw it at negative one, but it might be as high as two and a half. Um, this game, 530 CBS, mostly cloudy, high of 23, low of nine with a 35% chance of precipitation. So this uh, could be a cold one. Could be a cold, snowy game, potentially. Uh, didn't affect the Bengals last week. No, it didn't. And I don't ex- expect it to uh, affect these teams that much this week. The over what, 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 what did you say? The wind is expected to be at? Yeah, I don't have there. wind. But that's, uh, the only, that's, you know, that's the only thing that could seriously you know, kind of throw a wrench in, in this game it make it would make things interesting though to have some like 20 mile per hour winds oh most definitely i just didn't see that in my weather report but it'll probably be a bit windy I you're imagine. Just, sorry, sorry to a little, little side note but you're a big random weather guy in madden right oh yeah i mean if you're playing in a, in a not a, not a dome you know okay cool i just think that it's you know it's it adds something to the game you know it's, yeah i don't like there always be you know side note i don't like it the fact that this national champion not national championship the uh uh, state championship is always in a dome stadium. I think it takes something away from playoff football. I think every now and again you should have it outside. Just My dad's uh, state championship, Westlake, uh, they played Waco Midway, and it was in Waco, and it was it's deemed the ice bowl because it was like eight degrees, and the field was covered in ice. Exactly. There's like, like you, three first downs the whole game. You just don't get shit like that when you play every game in a, you know, um, a dome. Which, you know, that's why I like teams that don't play in them. Uh, Kansas City and uh, the uh, Cincinnati are teams that don't play in domes, so they've got a lot of experience. Um, and I, I hope the weather plays a factor in this game. Uh, that's probably what's keeping the under over at 47 instead of something higher. But uh, what do you all think about this game? Yeah, I mean, 
Cincinnati's kind of a weird team, right? You see them kind of struggle against Baltimore towards the end of the regular season and then first round of the playoffs, and then they come out and put it on a performance like that as the reigning champions of the AFC, and they just – last year we saw what they did to a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes with a Tyree kill in the AFC championship game, making work of them. So it's like – I mean, when they're on and they're clicking with that offense, they have two number one receivers, Jamar Chase, in my opinion, is a top three receiver, and T. Higgins is probably top 10 or 12 right there. He's the number one receiver on a lot of teams in the league. Joe Mixon's a good back. Obviously, I really thought that um, their lack of O-line depth, the injuries they had, would hurt them against Buffalo, but it didn't hurt them um i think chris jones could have an impact on this game frank clark the uh, dn for kansas city is approaching on becoming the all-time playoff sack leader um so that's a fun fact he's played on a lot of good teams seattle back in the day and now kansas city so that's kind of a virtue of playing in a lot of playoff games but yeah it's um I don't know if we'll give our picks already, but, I mean, Cincinnati is probably the most feared team right now. We can get into it. Who you got? You think Cincinnati? I'm not. I'm going to pick the Chiefs, man. That's been my pick to go to the Super Bowl all year is my pick before the playoffs started. Obviously, Mahomes coming up with that ankle sprain. I really wish that wasn't the case. It would make me feel a lot better about my pick, but I'm not going to fade now. But, I mean, I, I will say, like, if you're a Chiefs fan, which I'm not, you know, I'm just going to enjoy this game as a football fan, but – I would be deathly afraid of Joe Burrow and company coming into town here. Yeah. Now, um, it's really hard to pick against the Chiefs, even with a hobbled Mahomes, um, even though they did lose last year. And what, what what was the score to that game? Do you remember? I don't remember off the top of my head. It was close. It, up, it was close. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't in a blowout by any means. Um, but, but, yeah, I, I – We've already talked about the Bengals today and, you know, how they're right up there with the 49ers and the offensive weapons they have, um, having two, you know, quality running backs and Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan, having two top flight wide receivers, like you mentioned, and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and even Tyler Boyd, who could probably be a number two on some NFL teams and was a number one in Cincinnati before either of those guys got there. Um, I just think Joe Burrow's playing clean smart and efficient football right now and i i just don't see the chiefs with the hobble mahomes being able to get past that you know this is a i mentioned earlier cincinnati's defense in the past two postseasons is averaging like 19.4 points a game that's crazy i mean you in in the postseason it's a new season they say you got to be able to play hard defense you got to be gritty you got to be physical and we saw that last week against buffalo we saw that week one in a you know they probably they might end up winning the Super Bowl, and the team that might have played them the closest is the Ravens. You know, the Ravens should have won that game if it wasn't for a punch out at the goal line. the The Bengals could be out today, and I know I realize it's a survive in advance, but that's crazy. Hey, look, the Bengals should have lost to the Raiders in the first round of the playoffs last year. Okay, but they made the fucking Super Bowl, yeah. so you're right about that. They could just win all the you know win the next two games easily. And, uh, you know, we could all look back at the Baltimore Ravens and, you know, um, with rose-colored glasses or whatever. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs in this one, though. Uh, I, I especially like him as underdogs. I think Mahomes knows. I think he knows that if he loses to this Joe Burrow kid one more time, people are going to start talking about Burrow being better than Mahomes, which nobody's saying yet. You know, it'll come, though. But if he beats him this yeah. week, yeah, no, of course it will. And I think Mahomes knows that. Uh, I think Mahomes is a really good quarterback. I think that, you know, 
Burrow has is a really good player, but I think in some ways he might have gotten lucky uh, having so much postseason success here in his first two years. Three. I'm saying, well, yeah, three, but the first year he got, you know, he was mangled. But uh, either way, uh, I think Mahomes uh, can make it makes it back to the Super Bowl because, for instance, if if Burrow makes it to the Super Bowl and wins, he will have been to as many and won as many Super Bowls as Patrick Mahomes and have the head-to-head record. Yeah. So, you know. Undefeated. This is a huge game for the future of the NFL. Uh, and I think it's the game that they probably wanted. I mean, I know Buffalo, Kansas City would also have been great for ratings. But um, I think that the shift this season has gone from Josh Allen to Joe Burrow as the only rival to Patrick Mahomes. And um, I think, you know, at this point with what's transpired, uh, this is the money game in the NFL this weekend. But uh, if that's all I have to say about Chiefs, the AFC. Chiefs by how much? Oh, uh, you know, Chiefs by four, more than a field goal. Okay. What do you have the Chiefs by? Oh, I have um, last year the Bengals beat the Chiefs 27-24 in overtime in the AFC Championship game. Um, I don't really remember exactly how that ended, but I'm going to take overtime again, but this time the Chiefs uh, are going to win by six. Scoring, they're going to get the ball first. Wait, actually, no, we're dealing with the new playoff rules, aren't we? So if you score a touchdown first in overtime, the other team gets a shot. No, I'm not sure about that. So yeah, that that is the rules. I'm, I'm they just change it for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, even if you get a touchdown, I can look at this up right now. Okay, yeah, well, I'm take I, the Chiefs by uh, by six. Yeah, get back to us on that rule because I'm interested in that. Um, I got I got the Bengals by eight. All right. Yeah, no, I can see it happening. I just. Yeah, I think if, that, if the Bengals win by eight, I think that uh, there might be a new best quarterback in the NFL, at least in people's minds. All right, well, we're going to talk about the Cowboys, y'all. Flex let's over let's the... talk about the other game first. All right, all right, all right. We'll end on the Cowboys. Okay, sounds good. Let's go. Um, the Giants got the literal shit beaten out of them by the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. It was an incredibly boring game to watch. This will be a quick one. The Eagles appeared to be better than the Giants at every single position on the football field. Except yeah. maybe having like the Eagles might not have had one single running back as good as Saquon Barkley, but that's the only thing I could even try to act like was better. But no, uh, the Giants got handled, y'all. They did, and this was probably the I think this definitely was the only playoff game this year so far that I did not watch to completion because you know it was it, it was more of a. I mean, they played Week 18. The Giants played all their backups. That game was closer than it should have been. Um, but I, I, Philadelphia didn't show anything in that game, clearly. I was really high on the Giants last week, just coming off that win against the Paper Tiger that was the um, Minnesota Vikings. I, I think I let that get into my head a little bit, and I also think I let my hate for the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, taint my, my view. Sorry, we got cats jumping around. Um but yeah, this I don't really have much to say. Beat their ass. Philadelphia looks like uh, they put put all the doubters to bed on, um, you know, Jalen Hurts not being completely one hundred percent. Or he might not be one hundred percent, but he's playing like he is. He's just running the ball. Um, the, the physicality was there on both sides of the ball, and I think this game against the Forty ers next week is going to be one for the one for the ages. Yeah, um, I think I picked Philly to cover. I just thought the Giants were a bit in over their head. Um, they got a lucky matchup with the Vikings, who were also in over their head. Um, what a shitty team the Vikings were. Yeah, man. they were just Luckiest shitty. team maybe in NFL history. Um, so if you want, I can read the new playoff rules. So, sure, um, sure. 
This, according to NBC Sports, seems like a credible source. Um, there will be a traditional coin toss, road team choosing heads or tails. Both teams will have an opportunity pos to possess the ball. If the score is tied after each team has possessed the ball, the next score wins. The game then becomes sudden death. Okay. Um, this was uh, the Eagles and the Indianapolis Colts proposed an updated set of playoff overtime rules for 2023. The rule was changed and passed after a 29 to 3 vote by the NFL owners. That was in response to the Bills. Chiefs Bills game yeah. a few years ago. Or last, last year. Last year. year. Yeah. So. No, oh, I like it. It doesn't surprise me. Um, I mean, it's just there's just not a really good way to do playoff to do um, post, especially postseason sudden death or just overtime rules in general. Uh, there's there's no perfect way to do it. Uh, there will be a you know, there will be another game until they come up with an adequate solution, um, like maybe something that college football does. Uh, the, the the argument will just keep getting pushed back. Um, you know, uh, only about. Five, six years ago, it was the first team to get the, basically the team who gets the ball, the first team to get a field goal one. But, uh, you know, we can we can talk about this when it happens. Um, uh, any, anything else to say on the Eagles Giants, Corey? No, I say we um, I mean, you know, I kind of expect I expected them to play a little closer. But what are you going to do? The Giants had a good season. Um, I say we move on to the Eagles. Let's get it over with. Fran, yeah. um, Cowboys lose by well, seven points, seven points. To the 49ers in San Francisco, uh, this game resembled a lot of what we saw last year in this matchup as well. You know, San Francisco was just clearly the more physical team. Um, maybe not in the first half, things looked even, but even at halftime, you could see the the tides turning. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I wasn't even sad after this one. Were you? I was more just disappointed. Kind of. I was kind of saw I was, it coming. I was pretty pissed at number four, man, as a guy who. Uh, Oh yeah, Dak sucks. Fuck as, him. As a guy who's sitting here and defended him a lot of the times, and um, felt like I've made good cases based on numbers and things, and just you know trying to be non-emotional about it, he played terrible. And um, yeah, it was it was shitty, man. Um, the Cowboy. If you look at the uh, four teams left in this final four of the NFL, all the teams, maybe excluding Kansas City, um, but they have Patrick Mahomes. They all have elite weapons. They have more than one good receiver. Usually two. Talk about Higgins, Chase, Devonta Smith, AJ Brown, Ayuk um, so Samuel, Ayuk Samuel, Kittle, McCaffrey. Dallas doesn't have those kind of weapons, and when your arguably first or second best offensive player breaks his leg uh, in the second quarter, your quarterback throws two absolutely horrendous picks. The second one being even worse for me. Like that was just like, how do you make that throw in that situation? Like at least. Give the kicker a chance for or three. Just, you know, take a sack. Take a sack. Moment. Even the the first pick, it's like, okay, it's third and ten. Like, dump it off to the back. Even if it gets tackled, you can punt. Like, your defense is playing good. Like, you just handle None of these picks are ever on him. Like, you know, I'd rather him just throw a pick and take take a shot while you're doing it. You know, like a nice good old-fashioned arm punt. It's always like a four-yard stop that he just is so off on accuracy-wise. Well, the first one should have been a touchdown, but Ezekiel Elliott was there to corral the defender. Yeah. And then the second one was, yeah. In like the red two zone. Two could have picked the at ball At the off. end of the first half, you're up 9-6, to six, and then you let the 49ers go down the field at the end of the half and get a field goal and tie things up. Just They left a lot of points out on the board. Like their Diggs even had some plays on that Kittle play. Like Diggs is just not a, well, phys that, he's not a physical player, and he, he 
closed his eyes and just lunged the body, you know, without actually. Well, he he also Kittle dropped an interception. Later like, that drive, drops the interception. That would have completely changed the game. That Blake Gideon through his fucking arms. I realize it was off deflection, but like. You now you got to make that play. I mean. Seriously, like it, it hit you in the breadbasket and he dropped it. Yeah, and Dak also had a couple other balls that uh, could have been picked off. I believe there was another. The first play of the last drive, or the yeah. second last drive, was, should have been a yes. pick six. Yes, yes. That's the, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't impressed. Uh, the, moment in the p- moment in the game where I knew the Cowboys were going to lose was when the 49ers had the ball driving, and then they were like back-to-back defensive holding penalties in like the red zone. I could just tell they gave up after that point. It was already you know, after Pollard had been hurt. I could just I was just like, yeah, the Cowboys are quitting now. I mean, they had like they had a chance to tie the game, but they got the ball with what three minutes left. Yeah, you just had plenty of time. You couldn't get a you first went down. three and out. Almost threw a pick. I mean, on the first at, play, at that point, I'd rather go for it on fourth and ten. You I, know, yeah, I like so you're you're backed up against your own in your own territory, but it's do or die at that like point. Like Mike McCarthy, uh, he I think he had a great season. Um, coaching, not as nearly as many mistakes, you know, clock management wise, or, you know, got the penalties down this year. But in that moment, just to be so sure to send your punt team out there and you know you're going to get the ball back with like, I, I mean, they got the 49ers got a first down, but at the best, you're going to get the ball back with like a minute, minute and a half, minute and a half, best, with yeah. no timeouts. Um, yeah, you're, and the sh- same you're shooting spot. for a three and out. Um, and the same, is it like, I don't know. I'm not a guy coming from McCarthy's job, but like if you told me that you had a, the problem is Dak Prescott's going to be there next year, and um, if you told me you had a perfect plan to move on in a way that you could get young while simultaneously getting a veteran to come in and still give you a chance, I just don't know. No, how I I would rather just get rid of him somehow and suck for the next two but years. The only problem with that this is happen. If, if you want to do that, like I'm all team tank if we want to, but we're, I mean, we are punting on a guy like Parsons, a guy like Diggs, a guy like CD. Those they're, they're young primes where you still have players trade them, um, get some picks. But the thing is, Jerry's never going to do that. And I always the Cowboys for a long time were you know, eight and eight every year. And that used to be the thing, but I'm telling you, Jerry was, would much rather that than being bad because although Jerry wants to win, he loves the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are the most talked about watched team. And he does not his biggest fear is not not winning a Super Bowl. His biggest fear is for that to stop happening. And if Dallas was to go three or four seasons in a row winning less than five games, that might start happening. And I think that scares Jerry more than anything. So I think he'd rather have a stable QB where he knows he's not gonna win three or four games and then maybe have a chance to win it all. But I don't think he's willing to take that kind of uh, rebuilding risk. No, he's too old. He's in his 80s. He wants to see a Super Bowl before he dies. I don't know if the the Cowboys... The, the Cowboy, first of all, the Cowboys' defense did everything they needed to do in this game to win. Like, they got after Brock Purdy. They made him uncomfortable. They, you know... They didn't, they didn't get a turnover. They didn't get a turnover, which would have been nice. Well, they but. just... The Niners, you know, you can't count on that. Uh, had the Cowboys not committed... No, they did get a turnover. They fumbled on, a punt. Uh, yeah, but like I'm that talking, was set up on the fucking. Th- yeah, no, no, no. they got a field goal. Yeah, you're right. That was you're a forced fumble. It wasn't even a muff. Um, so I mean, you know, a turnover differential of negative one. Uh, you know, for most of that game, they were the only team with a touchdown, and they just couldn't put it away. They could, uh, you know, uh, it was the on offense, the offense. It was on the offense for sure. But it was I on just, Dak. Yeah, it's, that's fine. It's, yeah. Well, here's what I'm. Here's my point. I don't know that they're going to be able to keep a defense like this together very long. 
um, going forward. Uh, a, uh, Diggs sucks, and everybody knows it at this point, I hope. Um, I don't know what you're going to do with Coney Pollard, if you're going to be able to get him back. Sad thing is, the best thing that could have happened for the Cowboys was him getting fucking hurt and driving his value way down, going into needing a new contract. That's actually a good thing for the Cowboys. Uh, I don't want... I like. Sorry to, to interrupt, but I, I don't think they should re-sign him. It's, if you have to re-sign that guy for $10 million a year, and even if you cut Ezekiel Elliott, you're still paying him still $8, paying, million, $8 yeah, million dollars yeah. in dead money next year. Like, it's you gonna can't be have like, still like $20 million to the running back. Yeah, position. you just can't have that. Yeah, especially and if Prescott, you want to pay a guy like Dalton Schultz, which I don't think they should do either. Prescott's cap hit goes up $30 million next year. Yeah, it's mad. It's the one of the biggest uh, on his. It's like, it's like forty-five. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It goes from I think I, I heard on the radio yesterday. It goes from nineteen to forty-nine. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. Yeah, especially when you got Parsons and Ceedee Lamb coming up God. to get paid. So so anyway, uh, I think that yeah, I think they were good enough to, you know, probably like you know, not they were never a favorite to win the Super Bowl in my mind. But I thought at times this year, man, the Cowboys are probably about as good as I've ever seen them. At least, especially on the defensive side, um, and that you know had all the stars aligned, they they could have gotten or won the Super Bowl, or at least made it the conference championship game. It just didn't work out, and um, that's too bad, I think, going forward, because I'm not sure where this team goes. But obviously, we'll be keeping abreast of them in the off season. Yeah, well, we'll definitely we'll we'll get our Cowboys segment going here when the off season gets off and Dan make sure Quinn. to update everybody on free agency, coaching moves, all that stuff. Dan Quinn might be getting a job too, so yeah. we, I think he's been the biggest thing for this organization in the last 2 years, man. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But uh we only we got like 5 minutes left, so let's uh let's get into the preview of the 49ers and the Eagles. Yeah, um this game uh will be what the 2 o'clock game Sunday. Um, the Eagles are favored by two and a half over under 46 and a half, uh, mostly cloudy with a high of 53 and a low of 42. Not going to be too cold in Philadelphia. Um, I'm sure it'll be rocking. The Eagles and the Niners have both, uh, experienced a pretty good amount of success in the last few years. Um, I don't know the Niners, you know, if there was a team to beat the the I, I just think that this is a good matchup. I think if there's a team to beat the Eagles, it's in the a coin playoffs, toss. It beat the Niners. Coin toss, in my opinion. Yeah, um, it'll come down to quarterback play. I think uh, I think Purdy needs to do something in this game to win it, and uh, I think Jalen Hurts needs to do something not to lose it. Okay, I like that. Um, I like that too. For me, you know, it's hard for me to say anything good about the Eagles, but they looked great last week. I think having an elite defense, which they do, both these teams do, um, and having the superior quarterback. I mean, we can all agree on that, that Jalen Hurts is better than Brock Purdy, right? And and they're just as physical uh, on both, you know, in the trenches. So I, I, I think playing at home at a ruckus, you know, link, the link of financial field, I think the Eagles will uh, probably come up on top on this one. I, I like them by three, though. You know, I think this will probably come down to it. This will be more low, lower scoring than people think. I think this will be similar to what we saw in the 49ers-Cowboys game last week. Yeah, I like the Eagles by seven in this one. Um, I don't believe what I saw from Brock Purdy last week did not make me feel he's some type of uh, generational elite QB in the future. I think he's going to be a steady quarterback. I think he maybe was a bit underdrafted but I don't think he's a one of those first round caliber of players that got missed like um Dallas got after him and he showed some unsteadiness he showed some you know ability to 
not necessarily be able to handle that very well. And the Philadelphia Eagles had the most sacks in the entire league this year. Um, along with the Cowboys, they're probably the best pressure team in the NFL with guys like Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, um, and their interior D-line is sweat. I mean, Jordan Davis is back uh, to help plug up those. I think the Eagles are going to win this game. I don't want to say comfortably, but I think you're going to have a feeling that they're uh, going to win You know, from the kickoff. Uh, just because they have the advantage at quarterback, um, I think it'll be a bit low scoring, but I think Hurts is going to make some just enough plays. I think they're uh, – you know, very good on the outside with Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. So, I think Goddard might get a touchdown as well. I, so, I, Philly by eight? Philly said? by seven. Okay. Shay? Um, give me the Niners by one, the contrarian. What What's your thought behind that? Just... I think they're going to rally behind the Charles of Minnehew arrest. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring uh, that up. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Dome- uh, domestic... V- um, Suspected domestic violence charges. When did this happen? Which I guess that's a charge in like California. Uh, I saw him getting like he went to the locker room during the Dallas game and got hurt. I, I didn't know if maybe he got arrested during the Dallas. No, game. he <laughs> he pushed his he allegedly pushed his girlfriend. She had no visible bodily injuries, um, but there's no chance in hell that he plays this week. So you know, make sure you're making good decisions and putting yourself in in yeah. in the right. With the right girl, as Shay uh, gave his PSA last week about you know, the whole Chris Beard situation. So just be smart, guys. Hey. Uh, uh, Want to talk about call it the Texas basketball team for a second? Yeah, let's just uh, keep you all updated. Uh, we'll do it real quick. Texas, they're ranked 10th right now, tied for the top of the Big 12 at 6-2 and two in conference play. They're 17-3 and three overall. This week, they defeated West Virginia on the road 69-61, and they defeated Oklahoma State last night 89-75. That was a home game. Uh, this week, they're playing fourth-ranked Tennessee in Knoxville, 5 p.m. Uh, Saturday, January 28th, and then they're playing Baylor, who was ranked 17th on Monday at the Moody Center. That's a quick turnaround, uh, 8 p.m., just two days later. Um. Yeah. Uh, it's this, gonna, this eleven game stretch is gonna be. It's gonna be tough. It's really gonna show what this team uh, is made of. You know how much of this seventeen and three record is really is either them yeah. being a really good team or them just you know getting being good at home. Being good at home. Let, main thing. Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question because y- y'all know more about uh, y'all are more informed on Texas basketball and their history than I am. Um, how big was is this road game going to be? Because Shea made a great point last week about how home field court advantage doesn't matter. And even if you have it um, during the regular season, it doesn't matter because once you get to the tournament, you're not going to have it. So seeing them play on the road uh, against a top five team like this, is this going to tell a lot about this team kind of moving forward of where we actually stand? Texas, Texas won last year, right, by a point, 52 to 51? Or did Tennessee win? I think they might have won. Texas might have won last year. Um I suppose I was at that game. These are very similar teams, you know, uh, Rick Barnes coach team, um, just but but from like a a player build makeup, uh, they're not that big. They play hard hard defense. You know, they rely on tur- the other team turning the ball over, play play a little bit slower, try to get good shots. Uh, but for your question, I, this is definitely going to be a very ruckus environment. Tennessee is a hard place to play. We actually have a friend who played at Tennessee. He'll be there on Saturday. Jacob Fleshman, shout out. Um, but it's, I mean, if you can win this game away, I think it, it, it shows, it shows that you can win any game, you know, going out of conference, you know, if you can, if you can win this game, I have no doubt that we can win an Allen Fieldhouse this year, um, against Kansas. Um, 
and it would give me a lot of confidence in this team moving forward, especially doing it without your head coach. Hell yeah. No, uh, I think it's a huge game. Um, you know, obviously playing Rick Barnes, the former coach, um, and just, uh, you know, Tennessee, uh, future SEC rival. Um, it's big for all those points. I don't know if they're really the fourth best team in the country. I tend not to look too much into the they rankings. They lost to Kentucky a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, but, you know, they've, they've had a good basketball program since Barnes went there. Uh, and, uh, you know, this one game I'm not so worried about. It's the four straight ranked opponents with three of them being in the top ten. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, playing. Uh, we'll really we'll find out a lot about this team in the next two weeks. Most definitely. So we'll definitely be be keeping y'all updated on the Texas hoops. Uh, the girls, you know, they're playing well too. They're, I think they're also six and two in Big Twelve. Uh, Shaylee Gonzalez got Big Twelve Player of the Month last month. Um, she's been balling. But uh, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. I got one thing real quick. With the Dallas Cowboys being eliminated, um, y'all check out on our YouTube channel for me and if, you know, Tanche want to do some stuff too. But I'm going to be doing some NFL draft videos uh, leading up the to the draft. I love the draft. I'm a big draft nerd. We'll definitely have to plan a draft party and yeah. do, a, do a stream. Maybe a live stream or something. But Come I'm going to be. Coming up in April, right? Yeah, in April. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be making vids about, you know, prospects coming up. Uh, it's going to be a lot geared towards, you know, the Cowboys and their knees. But, you know, if maybe we should, you go, like any maybe other we teams, should go to the draft. Where is it? Vegas, right? Mm. look that up before we before we get out of here um but yeah make sure to follow all our socials like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode no instagram lone star lowdown um tiktok you know trying to keep y'all updated me personally i've had a crazy last two weeks at the station with work and stuff so it's been uh haven't been getting out as much stuff we'll make sure to get some more original content up there for you i know everybody loves shay Corey and I's takes on things because if you're listening at this point, Kansas good, good City, for you. Kansas City, Kansas yeah. City, that'd be a cheap trip. Missouri, what's going on in yeah, Missouri? You drive up there. Charlotte's uh, dad lives in Kansas City. We stay with him. Um, right. Okay, cool. Uh, for Ty Henderson, Corey Gidry, and Shay Holt, we are the Lone Star Lowdown and Hook'em. And how about the Cowboys? <laughs>